It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app, and we are streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. Uh, once upon a time, long, long ago, in a land far away called Dallas, Texas, I worked on a little uh, radio program in Afternoon Drive called The Afternoon Show with Shawn Mosley. And uh, the host of that program is a guy you see on TV, on ESPN's Around the Horn. Anthony, my voice is doing the thing again. I'm so choked up by Kalashaw coming on the show. I'm losing my voice. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually is a bit of a, a bit of a tribute to Kalashaw. That's not something that happened on purpose, but Tim Tim was a throat clearer. Uh, Tim, I don't think would have done great on our fine board, Anthony. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, he's very very smart. And Tim, that's got to be the worst radio introduction you've ever had, and I'm so sorry for that. After you but do the special favor of coming on our radio show, but it's an honest one and it's an accurate one. And uh, I was with I did Kalashaw and Mosley, then I did Dennis and Kalashaw. I never yep. had the Kalashaw show, like the Hoffman show. You don't seem to have anybody with you. It seems to be your show. It is, uh, except for when my voice uh, wants to die on me, which is just not a yeah. great thing. And then Anthony, uh, our, our producer over here, has to has to bail me out. But it's okay. Yeah, we made it, okay. Tim. That's okay. You made it. You we, made it. We did. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from the Dallas Morning News, uh, and yeah. of course ESPN's Around the Horn, Tim Kalashaw. Uh, Tim, very much appreciate your time. Uh, I'm sure you are very busy on, uh, on, on fire your coach watch down there. Uh, before we get to Dan Quinn... Uh, and, and what he could be as a candidate, whether it is there or here. Um, what is the latest on Jerry Jones's thoughts on Mike McCarthy and, and where the Cowboys are right now? There's really been no movement uh, said to be, Jerry Jones is said to be meeting with McCarthy today. They don't expect anyone to be available till tomorrow or Friday. So these are supposed to be uh, typical year-end meetings, but nobody really, nobody really knows. Um, you know, I, I think within 24 hours after the game, we all thought Jerry had to make a move. The longer it goes, I, I'm not sure if that's good for McCarthy or not. I, I think it probably is. It will be very dissatisfying to Cowboys fans if nothing happens. If if because they know they're not doing anything with the roster because players make millions of dollars and Dak has a 60 million dollar cap hit and all that stuff. So it will not be a popular move if he keeps Mike for another year, but that would probably be the smart way to bet, like it or not. Well, I was I was going to say is the smart way to bet is one thing. The smart thing to do is another. Um, this The franchise that we have here in, in the district has not won 11 games since they last won the Super Bowl in 1991. <laughs> the Cowboys have won 12 games three years in a row. Like, what right. – like, I know that obviously raises the stakes, and the point is to win in the playoffs, and the Cowboys haven't done that. Um, so, but, but is it actually the smart move with some time removed from the game, seeing the way the team played all year, seeing the way they played the last three years, to keep McCarthy in charge? Normally, I would say uh, not. The, it would, the smart move would be to just keep the status quo and, and hope that this Green Bay game was an aberration, although we know this team has not stepped up in the playoffs before, but they've never played quite like that. Nobody had them being down 27 to nothing in the second quarter against the nine and eight team. Um, they, they hadn't played like that, but I do think there's something very intriguing and it would be intriguing to Jerry Jones <clears throat> to think about bringing in Bill Belichick for, even if it's two years, three years, 
and seeing if you have a really good team that can win 12 games, what can he do when you get to the big games? Assuming he brings in the right offensive coordinator, I would guess Josh McDaniels is available again, right. it would seem. Uh, but regardless, that having that on the sidelines, instead of, um, I don't know, there's just a sense that with McCarthy, you have a coach who's okay, who gets who gets to a certain level, but you never really feel like, oh, the Cowboys are going to, you know, outcoach the hell out of the opponent this week. They're, they're going to outsmart Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay and all that. So with that in mind, just with Belichick or heaven forbid, Jim Harbaugh, who I don't think would come here for a minute, but if that was in play, if you can get one of the great coaches, then I think you consider about it. You consider it. You don't fire Mike McCarthy just with the idea of, I'm firing him and okay, let's go out and find some coordinator and try him as a head coach. Tim Callishaw, of course, the Dallas Morning News, ESPN's Around the Horn with us here on the Hoffman Show. There was a lot of rumblings coming out of Dallas, Tim, that Jerry really likes Dan Quinn and didn't want to lose him, and maybe that could be something that, you know, is a reason why he moves on from McCarthy to then hire Quinn and keep him. How much did the defense's uh, lackluster performance, if you will, on Sunday change that equation? You found that performance lacking. I did not think it was good, you, Tim. <laughs> you saw some open receivers for the Packers. <laughs> you. you saw Aaron Jones having another field day. He had four touchdowns against his team two years ago. He had three touchdowns and 100 yards this time. Um, it's really been kind of crumbling for a while, the, the Buffalo—they were terrible in the loss to Buffalo. They were okay in the loss to my to Miami. The defense was pretty good against Detroit until the final. They let Detroit go 75 yards in a minute 13, which created the whole two-point extravaganza at the end. Right. And then, of course, they 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 beat your Commanders and got a couple turnovers off Mr. Howell. Yeah, but, you you uh, and everybody else. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't groundbreaking news. No, no. They, they didn't play great down the stretch. Um, they're a big play defense that thrives on turnovers. Led the league two years in a row, which is very hard to do. Finished in the middle of the pack this year, and is bad against the run. I, you know, I still think, I think Quinn has five interviews in three or four days. Tennessee, Carolina, the Chargers, Washington. He's got a lot of people out there that are still interested, but I don't know if if those, you know. He would certainly, if he wanted one of those jobs, and this will be the third year he's interviewed. So I think if he gets an offer, he takes it this time. I don't think another half million causes him to stay another year's coordinator here. So I think if Washington wants him, they can have him. Um, and he, you know, you can look at his Atlanta time and, and say, okay, he did okay. He didn't do great. He got to a Super Bowl, right? And second year, teams slowly went down after that, and his, his defenses were never really very good there. It was kind of a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Kyle Shanahan show there to get him to the Super Bowl. So you can make it out of what you want. I, I think he's a decent candidate. Um, I, I would think Washington new owner would want to make a, a bigger splash with the head coach, but obviously I don't know that. Yeah, uh, it's certainly would seem that way. The retread seems very unlikely. But like your experience covering Quinn, schematics, leadership, charisma, like how would you describe the Dan Quinn experience through your seat in Dallas the last three years? Uh, players love him. Really good with the media. Um, uh, explains things in detail. Uh, you know, 
again, he, I don't, I don't think he wants to be bad against the run. They drafted <laughs> what they thought was a nose tackle from Michigan. Um, uh, who looks more like a, uh, like a shortstop or something. I don't know. He's, he's not nearly as big as they certainly described Mozzie Smith was going to be. And he didn't, he barely played this year. Um, so they haven't had the personnel in the middle of the field. Maybe if they had better defensive tackles, all of the Quinn stuff would work. Obviously, Micah Parsons has thrived under him. Trayvon Diggs, before he got hurt, had thrived. I don't know how, how you say drawn bland and five pick sixes. That's, that's a, there's enough flukishness there. That's not something that's going to be repeated. But clearly he has a system that, that is good at creating a lot of turnovers. And uh, if you can handle giving up a few of the big plays, it, it works for a lot of teams. Tim Kalashaw with us for another minute or two here on the Hoffman Show. So uh, the, the last kind of Cowboys question then, Tim, the, the biggest one perhaps is what you do with Dak Prescott. What options do the Cowboys have? Keep him, cut him, restructure? Like what? what is, what is on the table in Dallas after Dak? I mean, he should be a top three MVP finisher based off the regular season, but we all know this. the, the reason we're having this discussion is not about the regular season. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things that really – and like it's easier if you're dealing with Washington. You can look at the team and say it needs this, 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 and this. Um, the Cowboys don't need a new quarterback. They need this quarterback to be better than two and five in the playoffs and not throw pick sixes and 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 not be able to find Ceedee Lamb. It's a very difficult problem because his cap number next year now becomes monstrous. I think it's fifty nine million. Yep. So you have to restructure it. So from that point, you know, how many years do you want to add to that? You know, somewhere down the road, you're eating some salary. He's not going to fulfill whatever you keep doing. And, and you keep doing that, and they did it with Romo, and you've seen it with other quarterbacks around the league. You know, Philadelphia takes a $30 million hit on Wentz or whatever it might be. Um, it, it, it's going to be an enormous number regardless and you've got to be careful about saying this guy's going to eventually get where we want him to be. He's good. There's no question about it. He's a top 10 quarterback most of the time. But in big games, he does not have a history of performing. And after eight years, do you really think many quarterbacks with the same team who started that long, do they find their first NFC championship in year nine, in year 11, something like that? It's very, very rare. It is, but hey, if I learned anything uh, working down there in Dallas, Tim, it's that you listen to Jerry. The money's all fungible. You can it always all fungible. Everything can always fungible. move it around. I think that was Mosley's favorite word was fungible. Everything is fungible, and what isn't fun- fungible is ambiguous. There's a lot of ambiguity. That, I he mean, likes a lot of ambiguity. <laughs> sure does. We don't need to dive into that statement too much. Just no. yes, that is is correct. Uh, Tim Kalashaw, everybody, read his work uh, in the Dallas Morning News, of course, on their website. Uh, unless somehow you found a way to get one thrown at your door here in the D.C. area, uh, and you oh. can watch him uh, on Around the Horn on ESPN. Uh, Tim, great to see you uh, here at FedEx Field a couple weeks ago. Appreciate your time on the show, and I'm sorry for introducing you. you with the worst radio intro you'll ever have in no, your career. No, that- it's okay. It's okay. okay. It can't all be flowers. Sorry. No, uh, no I'm going to go get some water in the commercial break as well. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. Greatly appreciated. Talk soon. All right. Take care, buddy. See that you. is Tim Kalashaw, everybody, with us on The Hoffman Show. When we get back, 
Uh, let's let's actually talk a little bit more about the disaster down there in Dallas and what they do because uh, Tim just made an excellent point that they need to uh, th- in terms of what they need to do compared to what is going here. Like who actually has the better situation? The team that lost thirteen games or the team that won twelve? We'll dive into it next.